Welcome back to Infused Moods. I am your host, Imani, and I'm joined today with my special guest, Kayla, and we have a wonderful topic on career pivots. But before we get into that, you already know why you're here to hear what we're drinking and what we're listening to. I am drinking on a awake English breakfast with a splash of vanilla silk. It's really nice. Gives me like a chai latte type of feel. And the song I'm going to infuse with is You the Boss by Rick Ross because it's career pivot. So you the boss. (laughs) What do you have, Kayla? I have a nice cold glass of water today, this morning, because that's how I start my day off with a cup of water. And what are you vibing to lately? Neon Guts by Pharrell and Lil Uzi Vert. Yes, Lil Uzi. (laughs) I can't wait for them to hear that. And per usual, you all will be able to listen to all these songs in the playlist on Spotify if you're ever curious of what it sounds like. So now let's get into it. Career Pivots are something that have been happening since the pandemic hit. And I was reading an article on Monster and they interviewed Jenny Blake. Um, Since the pandemic, 50% of the workforce packed up and made an unintentional career pivot because layoffs, industry shutdowns and more. And then while 20% of Americans who didn't need to leave the workforce um, because of job security, they decided to take that career pivot. And of that whole population, 61% have been women. And this is coined the phrase pandemic pivoters. So what is a career pivot, you may ask? Jenny Blake kind of defines that as doubling down on what is working to make a purposeful shift in a new related direction. Pivoting in this sense is an intentional process for nimbly navigating career changes. So again, Kayla, thank you for joining me today. I'm so excited. I've been been waiting to have you on. This is so cute to me. Thank you. Thank you so much. Anytime, girl. Thank you. And I wanted to ask, so what was your major in undergrad? Just so we can get the, the story of how you got to where you are today. So I have my Bachelor of Science in Psychology from Georgia Southern, as well as a minor in Human Development. Nice, nice. And is that something that you saw yourself in undergrad doing from the beginning of your college career or did you kind of shift along the way? I actually shifted. So I originally went to school for nursing Mm -hmm. and um, I don't know what happened. I had a dream and this is like right when I just had gotten saved too. So like I had... I had a dream about me not being a nurse and going into psychology. Um, And then I just had like all these signs around like one of my psychology teachers was like really focused on me and like helping me to develop. And I was like, I don't think I want to do psychology. What in the world? Um, Because I saw my mom did it. She was a therapist within the prison system for about 10 years. So I got to see her do it. I was just like, I don't think I really want to do that, but let me be obedient, I guess. I prayed about it and I changed my major my second semester of my freshman year. So um, to psych and then it's just been, it's been uphill and kind of downhill from there too. Just like a roller coaster with the ebb and flows of the industry of psychology in the first place. Nice. So talk to me a little bit about the ebbs and flows of the industry. Um, What has that been like? So 
I think because I started doing actual clinical work during the pandemic, like so I graduated with my master's from AU in 2019 in December and then I got a job literally like a month later and I started January the 20th and so you know we had about what three same months mm-hmm. of you know <laughs> seeing people going with the flow and then boom all of a sudden we hit a, a pandemic and that's the only thing that I know like that's the only counseling and clinical work that I know which is in working within a pandemic so it's been difficult because not only is there a higher demand for us but there's not enough counselors in the first place and there aren't enough resources um like financial resources they're not trying to pay us to work with 70 people right like so we're getting these huge caseloads and all these people want help and no one's trying to pay you adequate pay for the stress that you take on from listening to people eight to nine hours a day. And so our salaries even got taken away during the pandemic too. Like, yeah. Wow. So we learned about that. The pandemic hit in March. We had a meeting like two weeks later and they were like, we can't sustain you guys with a salary anymore. So like we've been working on pay per service um, for the entire time, basically of our career. Uh, well, at least, and I say our. I'm talking. I'm thinking my like me and my classmate, me and my cohort member. Uh, we started our jobs together too. So we graduated together and we started together. But um, yeah, I haven't had a salary since the pandemic, which was only about two months, two or three months. Yeah. Wow, I'm really sitting over here like, <laughs> because we've we've kind of been in this little um, <laughs> this little world flip for what two three years now. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's ridiculous, especially because you're almost like a civil servant in the sense you're doing the the community work for for right. people in so many walks of life, and for you to not have a salary, right? It's it's hard work for sure, and at first like. To go with the ebbs, flow was, my positive reframe was, okay, this will teach you how to eventually have a private practice. Because that was my goal, was to like go into private practice, have my own facility, and then become a clinical director so that, you know, I can teach people and like consulting and supervision. Mm -hmm. But I don't know, like something has just recently changed within me and I'm just like I don't even want to do this work anymore it's great it's great work um it's beautiful seeing kids grow and develop and learn new things about themselves and it's beautiful working with families but I think I'm just at a point where I'm like this isn't it is not cutting it for me anymore it's not it's not giving what it's supposed to have gave I don't know it's not giving <laughs> it's not giving. It's not. Um, it's just a lot right now. But I'm trying to stay positive, and I'm trying to figure out what I'm gonna do as far as this career pivot. Um, and yeah, it's just a lot of just like question marks everywhere. That's how my brain is. Like <laughs> yeah. question mark. Where am I gonna go? What I'm gonna do? 
what do I want to go into? What else am I good at? Because I right. love counseling. I really do. And I've dedicated like my life to this. Like when I made my career change my freshman year, I was like, yeah, this is what I'm going to do. Mm-hmm. But now I'm like, oh, this is a lot harder than I thought it was going to be. <laughs> <laughs> they don't tell you about that when, when you're trying to come through and figure out what exactly you want to do and sometimes I feel like we're that pressure is placed on us too early because you know we're young we're just out of high school we're like okay this is the real world now and now I have to decide what my end game is and I don't even know what that looks like so you know I'm right there with you and I'm so happy that you said that and that you're you're going through this because I definitely believe that when you talk about it with other people and share your experiences, others can learn and grow and then that can help you in turn learn and grow. So I, I think it's beautiful and it's honest. It's it's very honest. So essentially all of that brought you to this point of wanting to make this career pivot, right? Yes. So I started thinking about changing my career about uh, maybe maybe about August of last year. I'm a community counselor um, and I go with my agency. What we do is we, about 70% of my clients are in school mental health service, like base. Mm -hmm. So what I do is I go into the schools and I see a variety of children from elementary school to high school. Now the other portion of my clients are just like core clients. So more of like community mental health, um, people who just need services for mood disorders, anxiety, because and trauma work. So that's my uh, specialties, if you want to say. Those are <laughs> my three specialties. So that's what I do um, day in and day out. So from eight o'clock in the morning to about 6.30 in the afternoon, I'm working. Um, but I changed my schedule so I can only work four days a week now. So. Nice. Yes. <laughs> to help focus on my own mental health because it's just a lot. Um, mm-hmm. But in August, I started rethinking my career path because I just started noticing like little hints of burnout. So um, a lot of our agencies within the mental health field like do self-care childhood burnout but they also give you like 50 to 70 people to be held accountable for and like pennies so it's like how can you practice self-care if my work-life balance is off like how I'm gonna do that with two hours or three hours if I'm coming home at seven o'clock and I need to get in bed by 10 right. and then an hour that is at the gym then you gotta cook and it's like how can you truly practice that when you guys aren't giving us the resources for it so that's something I've just been a really big advocate for so really since since about August um I've been I started talking with my boss more about like prioritizing me and I was like, I can't speak for other people because I don't know what everybody else is going through. Mm-hmm. But I know I can only do four days a week now. And I was like, even if it's 10 hour days, it's better than me doing 12 hour days or five days straight. Like if I can do it out in 10 hours a day, like I'm gonna do. Um, and she was like, all right, go ahead and do it. So she's been helpful 
in that one aspect, but in other in other aspects, there's just not much really people can do on the lower level, honestly. Um, when it comes to counseling and like us being able to be provided with the resources and like best ways to care for our clients is mm-hmm. definitely more upper like and then but people are greedy and that's just what it is like counseling is definitely a wonderful place to be like I absolutely enjoy it and then on the other side I understand that like just like college counseling is a business too so like they're a business first they're gonna put money first so like when we go into our meetings and stuff I remember during a meeting I was like oh I know you're not telling me this, but <laughs> my boss was like, well, we need to, we need to be doing better on revenue. So you guys need to be getting more hours. I'm like, we already doing 25, 30 <laughs> clinical hours a week. What you mean we need to bring out my money? Y'all not bringing us some more money in my pocket. Right. So that's what these team meetings i was like okay we're not even talking about how to help our clients we're talking about how to help the company mm-hmm. legitimately and it's so frustrating money i just want to yeah those people's heads sometimes <laughs> don't <laughs> i can only imagine i have my own reservations about business and people's practices and and goals you know especially because you know in the pandemic or since it's happened everyone's been pushing you matter you come first take your mental health days do your your self-care and as you said you said it beautifully how can I if I'm working x amount of hours and you still want me to cook clean take care of myself (laughs) and work out and be healthy um it's just no right. way to balance all of that right and if people are balancing it kudos to you but you've made changes in your life to where you can sacrifice in other areas that we can't take the liberty we can't afford that right now so yeah that's, that's a whole other thing but wow that is yeah yeah i think people it's it's very wild i think people don't understand how self-care really is a privilege like I didn't realize how much of a privilege it was until I really started like working with my my clients Mm -hmm. because I worked in a community agency during my excuse me during my graduate um program and I worked in a community agency in my undergrad too but for my undergrad we had a bit more it was Statesboro so people who in private practice so people who came to my boss at the time my supervisor like her they were wealthier families trying to help their kids process things and so they were more a part of the process Mm -hmm. than the people that I have now whose families like they just some people just can't have single parents um who like can't really prioritize coming to their child's um sessions you know even once a month because they're at work, they can't miss work and things like that. I really realize a lot of just self-care is a privilege within itself. And I'm thankful that I get to practice it some of the time, but I just wish I had a bit more. 
but it is definitely a privilege to just be able to take a day off and or even work four days a week it's a privilege so it's not something that I'm not thankful for like I'm very grateful for it and I also want to hold like counseling and community services accountable to so like yes I'm thankful and we still need to be making some changes too at the same time so it's not like I'm in this very like black and white mindset it's just like and we need to put some ands in here um every now and then and so unfortunately we don't have a lot of ands we got a lot of buts Mm -hmm. within Mm -hmm. the within counseling right now you know what yes you hit that right on the head I I love this (laughs) I love this um so as you've been realizing all of this what has been your direction what has been your guide to um what your next or your pivot will be have you given thought into or seen openings in other fields or has is it the same field that you would originally started in so no actually I've been looking into going to tech um because I love to talk that's just what it is like I mean my literal profession is in talking and listening mm-hmm. uh, and helping people to understand themselves and their patterns so I'm like well why can I do that with a computer or with a you know a computer system mm-hmm. because that's a lot more um static than it is dynamic uh, which I do know that tech is typically always changing however it's a lot slower than somebody in your office having a hallucination and then laughing and then crying by the end of the session. Like it's very different from that. So it's like if I can handle that variation and that that kind of dynamic setting, then I feel like maybe I could handle tech. So I started talking to my uncle and my aunt. Um, and my uncle is like this huge techie for the VA system in mm-hmm. Alabama. So like he does all the VA stuff in Alabama for their tech. I don't know what his title is, but I know he's really cool. And now he just worked from home for like three hours a day and makes boo-boos of money. So I'm like, hey. Check um, the boxes. <laughs> right. And then my aunt works at the University of Alabama Alabama as a project manager. Um, but she's like up there. So I like to see two Black people in my bloodline who were like prominent within tech, like who know this stuff, who have been in it for years. My I went to them first. And so, well, technically I played about it first. Um, so I went to God first about it. I was just like, I don't know what to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, I don't know if this is something that you want me to do, but guide me in some kind of way, like lead me to some people. So I saw my uncle like a couple months ago, I think for my grandma's big birthday party. Um, and I just went to him and I was just like, hey, and talked to him about some tech stuff. And he was just like, well, did you pray about it? And I was like, yeah. And he's yeah. like, well, um, he said, just let your faith lead you. He was like, but if you want to go into this, you can go into it. He was like, you don't need any, you don't have to go back to school. And he was like, you 
you are about to get your LPC. So people know that you are legitimate, like you can talk, you can communicate and things like that. He pointed me towards like doing things like sales enablement or like um, some like solutions engineering stuff to like help people like learn how to communicate a lot better within the tech field since he said he's like some people are like robots within this field and so if I could help people to learn how to communicate a lot better he's like you'll be a you know a really big profitable factor within the company so I was like okay that's something that I can do so I've been looking into that I've been doing like a few courses on Udemy and looking at some things to see exactly what it entails and like I've just been just briefly looking trying not to overwhelm myself too because at the end of the day like I still gotta I still have to work my original job <laughs> so I'm not trying to do too much mm-hmm. um but I'll I'll check again like you to me and do like a few courses for like you know 30 minutes an hour and just be like okay just take little bite-sized pieces but I definitely consulted God first and then I went to my top two people that I knew um and my aunt was like girl you need to get into this tech like come on over we'll find you something to do so she's trying to get me to move to Alabama with her I'm like I don't want to live in Alabama (laughs) well thank you though get me in (laughs) get me in um, she was like, you can come stay here and then we can find you something. You can quit your job. We'll help you out. And I'm like, thank you guys so much for the hospitality. Like, they are really great people. I'm super thankful for the, those two. They are definitely um, some of my biggest supporters in my rocks. But I was like, okay, I don't know if I'm ready to just up and leave. You know, I got a lease here. <laughs> just can't leave my life. Um, because I want to pivot and she was like well I mean you gotta make a faith move I'm like that's a lot of faith to just (laughs) up and leave your job and come live with you guys because at this point I'm not I'm not working like if y'all don't take care of me I'm not working (laughs) I'm kidding I'm kidding (laughs) get what you were putting down (laughs) no that's honest because how long am I gonna take care of me (laughs) And a lot of people think that, I think the step that people miss in the pivoting aspect is they're like, oh, I can stop today and just get into whatever I'm thinking I can do tomorrow. And no, (laughs) there's so much risk that comes with that unless you have that either financial backing. Um, Yes, you can be prayed up and step out on faith, but there are a lot of things that will domino <laughs> if you just start and be like no I'm, I'm doing it tomorrow um but I think if you group everything uh, categorize and say hey I need this amount of money I need this amount of time and these are my steps you have an action plan makes it a lot smoother instead of you just jump ahead first into something um with, with you know no life vest in a sense you're just you you might drown so I think that's really smart on your part to see that like hey that sounds good and yes but I do need to just chip away at this and make sure that this is stable for me um and then make that complete uh change over so yeah I commend you because that's a lot (laughs) 
It is a lot. And at the end of the day, faith without works is dead. And so like, I'm trying to like, we want to prepare and I'm not trying to like, be like, okay, I got everything perfect. Everything is in a box and it looks cute. I got a little bow on top. It doesn't even have to have a bow. It doesn't even have to be within a box, but it does need to at least be set out. And so I definitely want to, you know, at least have something together <laughs> but it doesn't have to be one it doesn't have to be perfect and that's the thing that I realized about this that it's not going it's not gonna be because perfection isn't real in the first place exactly. so once I accepted that I was just like okay well I guess we just gonna just gonna go with it go with the flow really and just figure it out and do what you can right now because I have eight more months until I can get my LPC so I'm really close within the three-year process so eight more months I'm excited about it so that's when I will officially make the the decision and the change to go into something else once I get my LPC so Mm -hmm. I'm just trying to stack my bread on the side mm-hmm. get these eight months work as hard as I can do my best to meet my clients needs and then also learn how to prioritize myself along the way too um and just love people throughout it as well and seek as much support honestly that's that's what I've noticed this season in my life that I've just been like hey this is what's going on with me I need some help. Yes. So give me a prayer, a hug, a text, like something. So I've been a lot um, better at asking for help during the season of my life because I know I literally, I cannot do this alone at all. Yeah. And I know that. And that's okay. Like, that's perfectly fine. I mean, I'm all about people anyways. Mm-hmm. The biggest thing that I tell my clients, like, if you could do this alone, then you would. Like, obviously, you would have been have done this on your own. Like, you would have gotten better. You wouldn't have been depressed. You wouldn't have been anxious if you could do this all by, by yourself. But you can't. And that is okay because we're relational. We need people. And so once I finally accepted what I've been preaching to my clients for years <laughs> um, and took my own advice and my own counsel, I realized, okay, well, this is this is who you need like this you need people at the end of the day mm-hmm. and so because I've accepted that I think this process has been a lot easier to like consult people and like tell people my crazy ideas and not feel like can I really do it but then like even this morning I had it out and I was like I don't think I can do it I don't think I can go and do it but then I was like okay get out your, get out your head get yeah. out your head because yeah. it's a lot of it's a lot of that's like well should I or should I continue to see how this counseling thing goes or should I you know make a big leap mm-hmm. it's just a lot it's a lot like I said question mark question everywhere I'm looking I'm like I ain't seeing nothing but some question mark and I don't have any answers right. and I'm just like okay lord what you are you gonna fill in the blank? <laughs> At any time you can step in. <laughs> I'm calling on you. Do you have anything to say? And I'm just hearing like crickets. Yeah. So I'm like, okay. Yeah. I know what that means, but 
but I'll just keep keep moving forward because that's all I got to do and keep staying, you know, with my community and holding on to the people who love and support me. Exactly. And so that's really, that's, that's what's been getting me through in all honesty, my community and just people just, hey girl, love you. Hope you're doing good today. It's like, those are the things that make my day. And so that's really been helping me throughout this whole process in the first place. And people just being like, okay, well, Kayla, what do you need me to do right now? Yeah. I don't know, but can we go get some food and drink? Like, (laughs) (laughs) no, I love that. A good drink downtown, some good food. Mm -hmm. Like, Mm -hmm. just get me out of my headspace. So, community has been very, very, very important during this time. I love that. I encourage encourage people who are pivoting to definitely get you some people like in your life who are in your corner. Mm -hmm. And also some people who are going to be real with you too. Like, because my aunt was like, are you sure? Like, asking me questions, like, putting me, like, holding me accountable. Mm -hmm. And so saying, like, if you really want to do this, then do it. But if you have any doubts, like, don't let it interfere with how you how you think about you know this process so you can have doubts but don't let it shift you into going like into this deep hole or of sadness and yeah like feeling hopeless and stuff like that because it was like doubts are normal mm-hmm. and like you can't let it stop you either so hearing that is helpful so you need people who are going to encourage you question you and um supporting you throughout this time for sure wow yeah no you you said it in the best way i think anyone could because i again i think people go out trying to do a lot of stuff alone in life because you know people think well i came in this world alone i only have myself but really you your community is everything i i will always preach that get you a great tribe get you people that pour into you. That is the theme of the year. You know, you want to be watered as you're watering your surroundings. Um, and I I think this mm-hmm. is completely honest because again, like a lot of people just want to rush out and say, oh, I want to make a change. But do you, do you know if it'll work? Do you know how you're going to get there? And you do need to pray about it. You need to know that your whole self is comfortable with this. Because if any inkling is given to where you feel off, I've you just got to leave it alone. You shouldn't push on doors all the time when you're meeting resistance. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I always feel like that's a way for God to say, not yet, not now, mm-hmm. you know, because when it is of him and it's for you, it'll be pretty, pretty smooth. You know, mm-hmm. I won't say uh, scot-free of getting away from problems <laughs> and things, but you, you won't, you'll notice that it's a lot easier to deal with and your, your body, your full self feels better on that path. So I agree. Oh yeah. Kayla, I'm so excited for you. <laughs> I support this you. whole movement. Um, I, I believe in you and I hope you know that because I mean, you carry yourself with such grace and you move just so fluidly through everything and I feel like if anybody can handle change and and trying to get to the next step it will be you 
because whatever comes at you, I feel like you'll always be cool, calm, and collected and prioritize yourself because you are very aware of what you need. And again, as you said, putting an and on things with people saying, okay, yeah, I need this and this is fine. And we need to make sure we're doing this in other areas and not just for your current career, but I think for your future too. Yes, yes. Thank you. You're welcome, girl. My heart is so full. <laughs> Thank you. Anytime. That's why that's why we're here. This is why this community to me is very important because you know, I tell everyone when I bring people on here, when I ask, it's people that I really admire and respect. And I love your opinions. I want the world to hear it. Um, even if it's just me playing it back and going like, yeah, Kayla was preaching. <laughs> I need to take her advice and my own. But I think it's, again, a great way for others to see that you're not going through this alone. We have these same thoughts, these same uh, journeys or trials, if you will. And this is how we're we're navigating it. And it's okay. It's okay to, to not know everything because we're young adults. We're just thrust into the world. And then we didn't know that we'd have to be in a pandemic so early in life. <laughs> Right, right. Just oh. accept, accept what you have, and then try to keep hope for the future, so mm-hmm. that you can have more for yourself. Mm-hmm. That's just a, it's like a season of prioritizing self and also loving others too. Um, because the more I prioritize myself, the more I love on me, the better of a lover and care I can be. So that's why I said like. I still want to, even though I don't really want to do counseling as much anymore, like I'm still like trying to go in and giving my clients 100% of me because they don't, I mean, just because, you know, my company isn't fulfilling my needs doesn't mean that I have any right to just go in and be like, what you want to talk about today? And like giving them a half behind counselor and that's not fair to them it's just very important for me to still do my job well Mm -hmm. so like I'm still waking up and that's just what it's gonna be like so because I dedicated this time and this season to my people and so I want to give them the best that I can be so the more that I invest in myself and love on me the literally the better I really am like it's just a hundred percent better, honestly. So, yeah. In facts, I love this, and I hope I hope as y'all listening, y'all really taking that in because that is huge. A lot of times, people are disgruntled in other areas, and then they take that out on their surroundings. And just because there's a problem with you, does not mean that others need to feel that ripple. Um, they don't. They don't deserve that. They don't even know what's going on. So either talk about it or continue putting your best foot forward in all of your your avenues so no that's huge and and I hope people really take away from that that that's how we should all be you know do unto others as you would have them do unto you basically um so yeah I'm so excited for your journey (laughs) so excited thank you girl thank you so much oh anytime I will say one thing that monster kind of dived in on for again why you know they see pivots don't work is because a person tried to you know turn too sharply from their current base of strengths or their interests and even what they wanted and and usually a pivot 
doesn't seem to work means going back to some of those core elements. And I really like how you said that you were trying to figure out your strengths, where you fit and that you knew that you were a great communicator. You knew that you um, are a great listener and how can that translate um, or transfer over into another field? And that's what you have to look at when you're trying to make these pivots. A lot of these jobs are teaching you transferable skills. You just have to see Mm -hmm. where it fits in your next your next goal or how you can pick up some on the side because as Kayla said she's just taking some courses and building up slowly you can too there's a lot of information out there at your fingertips um, we spend a lot of time on social media spend some time taking some some courses on the side you know do something that's going to better yourself in the long run because social media will be there it's already kind of one way anyway so do something that's actually tangible that you can actually put your hands on and say oh well yeah I completed this and I'm better for it or now I want to shoot for this and keep building my knowledge on on other areas and I think that'll help you figure out how you're going to pivot a lot better than just you know going off into the unknown and trying to I don't know be be Picasso level of a painter and you've never picked up a brush, you know, or I I don't know. And not saying that you can't be a Picasso baby because you can, but there's, there's levels to it. There's training to it. And if you know that you're a fabulous cook, how about dip into some pastries, try and learn, you know, and take some apprenticeships under people who are local and are professional here. I, I, I don't know, but just, you know, baby steps instead of just jumping right off and, and beating yourself up thinking that you're not enough or not capable of your of your next step mm-hmm. so. yeah, girl. Yeah. <laughs> um i do want to say this yeah, i'm so sorry no you're fine so during this time too i've had a lot of time to reflect on imposter syndrome because <laughs> Because, like, in my job, oftentimes, too, like, not only with trying to pivot into something new um, and feeling like a straight-up imposter, because I don't know what's going on over there anyway, so I (laughs) technically am an imposter. Um, I'm an intruder at this point because I don't know what is going on in this realm of of in the first place Mm -hmm. um but just during my time of trying to figure out what I want to do I've realized that imposter syndrome really is the biggest lie that I have been told Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, (laughs) mm -hmm. it is so Amani, let me tell you this. The first time I have ever even heard of imposter syndrome was my second year of grad school. I think it was my it was my spring semester. Mm-hmm. And I, I was like, what is this monstrosity that you guys are like saying? Like my teachers would say it, or my professors would say it, and they would explain it, and I'd be like, okay. So is this how I'm really feeling? Mm-hmm. And then some of my classmates, my cohort members would also be like, I have imposter syndrome because I don't think that, you know, I can really do this and all these things. And I'm just like, but I think that's normal because we're if you're in a grad program, you are literally being trained 
basically for another training because mm-hmm. in our field, just kind of like with doctors, we get a residency. That's what we do our three years of um, APC work, which is Associate Professional professional Counselor work. And then we get, um, once our three years are done, we apply for um, a board and we get our LPC. But I'm just like, this is, I thought it was normal to not know everything. And I think imposter syndrome really has this hyper focus of us kind of being perfect mm-hmm. and like knowing if this happens and we need to turn left, this happens and we need to turn right. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's not how life works at all. Sometimes you're going to have to like do a 180. Sometimes you're going to have to do a whole 360, have a whole look at all the perspectives and come back to your original point. Mm-hmm. And so I've learned that imposter syndrome is really, for me, for me, I can't speak for anybody else, but it's a, <laughs> it is a lie. And it's a, it's really kind of like, I want to say it this way. If you have people believing in you saying, it's a paradox really. Mm-hmm. So if you have people believing in you saying like, oh my gosh, you're so great. Like you do your job so well. Mm-hmm. And better, you know, all these accolades and all these things are coming towards you, get employee of the month. And you know, your people love you wherever you are. It doesn't matter if you're a counselor or a teacher, you in tech, you in, you're an engineer. So it's <laughs> like people, are hyping you up, but you still choose to believe like this negative mindset about yourself. And so it's like, at the end of the day, you have proof showing that you are this, that, a slice of bread, a bottle of Coke, (laughs) like some of the best things that have ever happened to the food world. Like you are all that and then some and you're still choosing to believe Mm -hmm. the negative parts that literally have no evidence whatsoever. Mm -hmm. So it is a paradox because at the end of the day, you're going to have to choose to believe in something. So like you choose to believe in the negative about yourself instead of like I got these tangible things I got employee of mine like <laughs> hello I have people requesting me to be their counselor yeah. and so eventually I was like imposter syndrome these people have been lying to me this whole time I thought this thing was real mm-hmm. but it is a lie I mm-hmm. just wanted to say that I don't know if that helps somebody but please know that imposter syndrome especially with pivots like and especially when you're already in your career too, like you're not gonna know everything and that is okay. And you're not meant to know everything because if you knew if you knew everything, then why aren't you like heading up your own company? Like there's other things you can, if you knew everything, like you wouldn't need anybody at all. And mm-hmm. so it's just like, it's okay not to know everything. It's okay not to know which way to turn during this time. And if you feel like an imposter, please look at all the things that you are doing right within whatever field you are in and choose to focus on that instead of the negativity. Because at the end of the day, you focusing on the light is going to bring you so much more power than resting in darkness. So 
I don't know. I don't know why that came up, but I hope somebody hears that and like holds on to it because really people have been lying to me and to you and everybody else who's listening to this yes. this whole time about being an imposter. Oh, <laughs> Kayla, that was that gave me chills because I needed that. <laughs> yeah. ah. I'm so happy you said that because we I did a whole thing on imposter syndrome and I broke it down and I looked at it and then I was thinking about it at work and then I, I, I came to the same conclusions as you and I was like, what? This don't make any sense <laughs> because like you said, you are, you're not going to know everything. And I think honestly, the way I see imposter syndrome, just that little thing in the back of your head that just amplifies the doubt and yeah. not saying that you should go around being completely cocky and not taking guidance, but you're where you are for a reason. Yeah. You do what you do for a reason. If people did not feel that you were enough or capable, you wouldn't be there. Right. One blank. Right. Oh, I love that you said that. That's perfect. That's perfect. And that's I felt it in my spirit. Yes, that that came from a healthy place. (laughs) (laughs) No, yes. And I hope, again, I hope someone listened to that and you're picking up on these jewels because it's free game. Um, And again, people don't want to talk about it, but that's why we're here to talk about it because again, you're not alone. It's happened. It comes up and you just have to to take it for what it is. And that's it. What they say, that's period. So that's that's how much time. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, goodness. But yeah, and that's it. Honestly, so just believe in the greater rather than focusing on the negative because that's when the, that's what's going to push you to the finish line yeah because focusing on nothing but darkness what is the point in that literally nothing nothing it's toxic and i know people will be mm-hmm. like don't be too optimistic blah 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 but that's like my whole lifestyle i'm if if someone could max out optimism, I guess I have because I'm gonna try to be it in every situation. I'm always gonna look to like, well, but here's the good part of this, right? Or this right. is how we can turn it around. Or yeah, that is kind of bad, but let's think of it this way, and I'm still be happy. Because, uh, another thing with faith and, and faith practicing, and my name literally means that, so I attribute that to to my optimistic outlook. I have. Mm-hmm. Every day I'm just stepping out. I'm like, hey, well, me and God hand in hand. We just want to see what happens. (laughs) I have no choice but to believe that the best is yet to come or already happening around me, that everything is for my good. So Exactly. Exactly. Because that's what it says. That's what he said. So, I mean, we might as well go ahead and bet on God. At this point, he never failed anybody. So... I mean, do it. Mm-hmm. Even if you have a have to have a real raw and uncensored conversation with God, like I have been lately. Yes. Um, at the end of the day, like I know, <laughs> I know that man be looking down on me, like, oh my God, here she is again. Here she go. Here she go. Um, but I know he's attentive, and I know he hears me. It's just like I know the silence right now, or I'm believing because sometimes I don't know. But right now, in this moment, I'm believing that the silence that I'm getting back 
is is clearly very strategic. Mm-hmm. I know God work. God has been working within my life since well, since beyond 2013. But that's when I got say got baptized mm-hmm. um, in 2013. But I know that God right now, this moment, th- there's a purpose for this silence, and so I'm just like, okay, all right, man. So I guess you're just gonna be quiet up there, and I'm just. I'm gonna be quiet too, mm-hmm. a little bit, but you're gonna hear from me, you know, on the road, uh, me being like, God, you know, I don't want to go to work today. I don't, I don't, I don't wanna go to work, but I'm gonna do it. But this Thursday, I said, I'm not going to work. I did. I had a migraine. I was not feeling good. I said, yeah, no, mental health day in full 100,000 million mode. Yes. And that's not even, yes. And putting yes. you first, yeah. Yes. So I literally had, and that, that day was much very restful. I made that mango salsa. It was pretty. It was cute. And I laid on my couch and I watched TV. I cleaned my house, and I was just free. Yeah. So even at moments of that, I'm like, still okay, still silence. But I'm doing some kind of work. Mm-hmm. Like I don't hear you, Lord, but I'm still do something. Like I'm not about to sit here and cry. But some days I do too. I do and that as well. Okay, that is okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Cause it's all cleansing. I'm right there with you. Saying, it's so funny how much we're alike. <laughs> because it's true. There's there's no one way to get any of this done, um, or to go about your journey. And whatever helps you helps you. And I'm just so happy that in this season for you, you are prioritizing yourself. That you understand that in order to be your best self and be a light for others you have to be completely whole you have to take care of you and make sure you're eating you're sleeping that you're rested that you're just your best self and i yeah i love that i love that you found that and i hope that it continues to stick with you um as you continue to move on because that's the most important thing you learn in my opinion No, yes, yes. Prioritizing myself. This is a big deal for me because I'm usually like, well, what do you need? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And like, I'm not going to take any days off. I need to be there for my clients. Or, Come you know, like, <laughs> oh, no, not anymore. This is a new cable. This is cable 2.0. Exactly. Um, and, and that is, it's a good moment to be in. And so I really do. I hope this continues with me for sure mm-hmm. um and I hope for anybody else that they learn how to prioritize themselves and it looks different for everybody so maybe it's not taking doing a four-day week maybe it's exercising or like cooking two meals yourself throughout the week instead of always eating out or going yeah. for a walk or scheduling like dates with your girls or your bros and mm-hmm. you know stuff like that so it's just it looks different and it really looks different for me to, um weekly daily monthly just because i've been super busy this weekend or this week or oh my gosh this month <laughs> um helping <laughs> helping my cousin and my brother with their proms mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. i literally i went to see my brother um at his senior prom yesterday so such a cute moment and so and then two weeks ago i drove to tuscaloosa to do my cousin's makeup um, uh, for her prom and so it's just like 
I've been go, 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 go. Um, but it's something that fills my heart. Like I wouldn't, I would go up there ten times more to do her makeup at any point. And like I would go to see my brother and help him fix his pants because they broke yesterday, girl. It was a hot mess. <laughs> um, the zipper broke, honey. The buttons missing. I was so weak. But I was just like, you know, we just gonna we're gonna make it work. So mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it's really just things in life that I with just within the month anyway to help me throughout this process. This month is definitely not learning. Girl, yes, this is a learning process. Life is just that way in the first place. So mm-hmm. hopefully people learn from us, we learn from <laughs> others. Uh, we can help people pivot and shift yep. their mindset. It's maybe not even a lifestyle change or a career change, but at least like shifting our mindset to doing greater good and greater works um, for whoever you serve. So I know that everybody doesn't serve, you know, God and Jesus, but whoever that you serve, mm-hmm. or if you don't serve anyone, at that point, Jesus, I, I'm here for my agnostic and my atheist brothers and sisters. Exactly. Too. So, like, if you not, if you're not putting, you know, something, your faith within a higher power, I hope that at least you can bet on yourself. Mm-hmm. Like, that's the thing, just betting on yourself throughout this whole process, and learning that you gotta have people, you gotta have some kind of. Um, space for having a good time and prioritizing yourself and not believing in imposter <laughs> yes. syndrome anymore. Yes. <laughs> We're not believing in that. No it's more. Canceled. It's canceled. <laughs> I don't want to hear that from anybody. I don't want it tad. We it, it never existed. So <laughs> period. <laughs> but no, Kayla, I just want to thank you for your time. Thank you for your words and just your essence. It's always a pleasure I know life is like moving everyone in different directions but I'm just so happy that you're still moving and you're still the same amazing you um and I just wish you all the success in this journey and like I'm here for you super thankful for this and for knowing you in the first place because you are definitely a light so the first time I met you I was like me and money gonna be friends in some kind of way whether we gonna have to we don't have to make something work but Mexican night definitely I'm super thankful that we got to cross paths for kickball and Mexican food so thank you so much for just being such a a jewel really and it's just it's phenomenal knowing you for sure it's same I can only reflect it back to you and I'm I'm so excited uh, it's just a blessing thank you Kayla I appreciate your time (laughs) thank you and we will catch y'all next time on the next episode and of course Kayla will be back because there's plenty of other things to talk about so this isn't the last that you've heard her (laughs) yay bye